When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was for a loop. Yeah, that was a weird game. Um, Coyotes definitely showed a lot of effort, a lot of heart, but couldn't get it done and fall 4-3 to the Colorado Avalanche. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show. Hit that like button, please. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey Cray. We got Danielle behind the scenes. Nine straight losses. Woohoo! Welcome back, uh, by the way, Danielle, from your Cooperstown induction. That was a cool ceremony for you. They have a great article, too. That was really, that was, really cool. That was awesome, by the way. That was so yeah, cool. Go If so you haven't cool. seen it, go to the Hall of Fame. I don't know how to do it. Baseball I, Hall I, of Fame Twitter? Not a big I deal. I know, but exactly. I don't know how to find stuff. So just Google something, and you'll find it. There's a great article on Danielle. Really, really good. Just Google something. I don't know. I, don't, I found it. So if I found it, somebody else can find it. Just That's true. All right. Well, let's talk about this game, huh? Yeah. I Listen, I, I thought they were okay tonight. They couldn't keep up with Colorado over those second two periods. You saw the shot totals, and that's a, a really, really talented team. But I I thought the Coyotes came with a pretty good effort tonight. So, you know, I guess it's the kind of effort that you would like to see from a team riding an eight-game losing streak. Yeah, I think a lot of things here. I think when you look at the first period, and we've talked a lot about how badly this team has played in the first period, I think the jumbling of lines, specifically taking Nick Schmaltz off of the top top line, I think that weight gives guys a little wake-up call. I think, I think that's a little shock to the system. You go, oh, if they can move Nick Schmaltz around, I, maybe I better pick it up. So I really thought their effort in the first period was was excellent. I, I know they, they got a, they gave up one in the first five minutes, which is unfortunate, but they come back and, and, and they get the, the – the next two when they take the lead they're they're up two to one after the first intermission and you thought they outshot them i thought they were you know th- this Colorado team's outstanding and, and the Coyotes skated with them i think the first period was great i think people would take positives for that and, and i think that you get through the first 20 minutes and you could see for the first time in a long time that there was a little more fight there and i think that the guys i don't know if it was a talk from coach turney i don't know if it was closed or i mean i don't know what it was but you could definitely sense that there was going to be a better effort tonight once you saw the first 15 minutes of this game. Absolutely. And for this team to come out of the first period up a goal in another city, especially against a team like Colorado, who's honestly, they've been struggling a little bit too. I thought that was a really good sign. And you're so right. There's been so many moments in this losing streak where it just feels like there's no heart and no effort. And that's the the thing that's really frustrating. This is the type of loss that's easier to swallow because you saw the effort. And there were also a lot of weird things that happened in this game. We saw overturned calls, overturned goals, a crazy number of penalties on both sides that were just, questionable so it was just one of those weird games but i thought that overall the coyotes really held their own against a team that's playoff bound and honestly you know in the running to be a stanley cup contender if they can you know 
clean up a few things, but that's for the DNVR apps people to discuss. So we'll discuss the numbers of this one presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Shots on goal, 37-30 Colorado. Pretty close in the end. Power play, Yotes, one for six. Crazy number of power play opportunities. Finally converted on the power play. Abs, 0 for four, which was lucky, especially considering one of those was a four-minute double minor. Uh, Face-offs were a little bit in the Abs' favor. Shot attempts, 66 to the Coyotes, 48. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I... The shots on goal has impressed me the most here. The last time they got 30 goals in a regulation game was back when they went to Florida at 24 uh, on the 24th of January. This team doesn't have a high shot volume. I thought that was impressive, especially the amount of shots they had in the first period. The power play, they get the goal, and that's huge. I I still think they're finding their way, and I'm I'm waiting for for Coach Ernie to start making some changes on that power play. I don't know, and and I'm sorry. Did Barrett Hayton get any any PP time today at all? I'm sorry. I should... I should have known that. Yeah, he got a lot. So he's getting there. He got a lot more time. So he did get back into that spot. He still got Zucker in that top group. But good to see Barrett Hayton back in there. It's a good effort. It's positive. Again, it's positive. But two things. One, this is not a Stanley Cup Colorado Avalanche team. I don't care. I'll fight the Bear on that one. That team's not there yet. They've got a long way to go. They don't have the second year scoring. They had to. The goaltending, I'll, I'll still die on that hill this kid can't win him a Stanley Cup so that's one thing um but two the Coyotes got to defend better and, and when you're in games like this you're playing the best one of the best offensive lines in hockey you need to defend better and I still struggle with the way they defend uh, overall I like the effort overall I think there was good positives because they created offense Kraus created offense for a first time in a long time Cooley looked much much better offensively um so offensively a lot of bright spots still the same issues in the back end yeah and we'll talk more about some of those defensive issues a little bit later on we have a couple pd's puck talks coming down the line so stick around for that um but yeah you mentioned the offense it started off with matt dumba by the way who heard us i guess on the dnvr abs pregame show talking about Maybe has he done enough for his value? Well, he must have heard that. Scored a goal. He had a good night, actually. Overall, in the first period alone, he had a goal, two drawn penalties, and three hits. Um, So, you know, I know he kind of screened Veggie on that last Avs goal, and oopsie. But I thought overall this was a really solid game from Matt Dumba, who has had some not-so-solid games in his Coyotes tenure so far overall. Yeah, and I listen. I know we talked about him on the the pregame show with Rudo. I think Matt Dumb was going to draw some interest from teams. Uh, listen, teams are always looking for depth on their blue line. Come playoff time, he's a guy who's battle tested. He's a big hitter. There's a lot of things that he can bring to your team in a depth role. I do think he will draw some interest. I think he's one of the guys that's probably going to be on the move at the deadline. Yeah, one of the things he did tonight, too, he's got a golden assist, so that's great. He ends up being a positive player. But the other thing is he had four hits. And when he's in, involved and engaged physically, he's a better player. Um, he led all players on both teams with four hits, and I thought it, it made a difference in the game. And you talk about his rush on that one where he's actually in the blue paint where he gets his goal, where he's driving the net. He's got that in his game. He's got the offensive side. The problem, and, and I hate to do it because I'm always – pessimistic PD. The problem is when he rushes like that, somebody's got to defend. And on that mm-hmm. last goal where he's screening 
and, and, and then the goal gets created on the on the winning goal. Dumba's the first guy in the offensive zone. He's the last guy back into the defensive zone. And instead of picking up the wing spot, he goes to the front of the net in an area he probably shouldn't have been. So the defenseman that he should have been covering gets the clean shot, ultimately the goal that goes through him, that he's screening. Instead of screening, he should have been covering the defenseman because now he's a winger. But that's a whole other thing for Petey's puck talk. So if he's going to go first offensively, this team has to has to do a better job of covering up by the center or the wing to play defense. Now you're a defenseman. I think teams need to have their defenders jump in play. I think the best teams in the league have their defenders jump in the play. But you also have to realize when you do that, someone has to defend. Well, Matt Dumba, he has earned our praise tonight, and he's also earned the Desert Dog. Matt Dumba has that Desert Dog in him. One goal, one assist, two points on the night, plus all those other intangibles that we talked about earlier. So congrats, Matt Dumba, who I think he's he's the subject of a lot of uh, discussion in our Discord, it seems like, almost every day. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's still going it's still going geez yeah, can't control it Sorry. oh boy um another guy who's been kind of off the score sheet as of late and has found his way back lawson kraus big milestone goal for him tonight his first goal since january 25th his 20th goal of the season and his 100th career goal so a huge milestone for him it was also a power play goal which again that kind of broke the ice so there was a lot going on in that one goal but really happy for lawson kraus to achieve that milestone and you know he's well on pace to break his all-time goal record in a single season yeah three straight 20 goals too so that's you like to see that sort of consistency, right? Uh, again, a lot of people question Lawson Kraus and the contract and all that. I, I, I know he's had a little bit of a slump here, um, production-wise, but I'd give Lawson Kraus that money again tomorrow. I think it brings a lot of elements to the game. Yeah, but you talk about a guy that's got three 20 con- tw- consecutive 20-goal seasons. I mean, that's a big 20-goal is a, is a marker that you try to achieve. He's done a three consecutive seasons. And, and if I, I might be incorrect here, Leah, this, this falls on you because I don't get my days necessarily consecutive. I get them screwed up. Didn't I see something that you tweeted or something that there wasn't just the third anniversary of a show with dogs in it? Oh, yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday oh, was yesterday. the second anniversary Butterpig. of Butterpig's appearance on our show. Well, so this the, is the, next the good juju was in the air. Yeah, there was coincidence in the air. I don't think so. I think Butterpig really carries carries the load for this cross family. I'm sorry. I just yeah. think that that's, that's where with the key to his offense lies with Butterpig. I mean, he is kind of a big deal. So, yeah. He is. Got he, more he's followers a local celebrity. Yep. For sure. Oh my goodness. Uh, and I'm just going down the list here. One more goal to talk about. Logan Cooley, who's really taken off as of late. It seems like ever since he and Dylan Gunther have been on a line together, he's been successful. And I tweeted from the beat account like that Logan Cooley shift had everything because it really did. It had a turnover from him, a huge defensive play, and then a goal. Um, and it was funny hearing him talk to Jody Jackson in the intermission. He kind of laughed about how he was freaking out in that moment. But happy for Logan Cooley to see him get his eighth of the season, his 27th point um, on this one. So got to feel good for him. Yeah, it was a, it was a, he played 200 feet there, and he defended first. And, and I thought that made the difference. And he showed his speed, and it's one of the things I don't think we get to see enough, and I think he'll get that as he gains confidence, is where we'll see that speed more often. I think, I think the speed of the game still has him on his heels a little bit, and once in a while when he gets on his toes and he really gets moving and you see his speed, you go, oh, wow, this, this kid's got something. But 
but but a huge goal for him. It was a great shot. Y- you just love to see those glimpses of him. And, and I think this gives you the positive hope for the future that we've talked about. It, it was a great goal from end to end. Great skating and a hell of a shot. So, so flowers. Yeah, absolute, absolute flowers for Logan Cooley. Uh, we still have a lot to talk about, but first of all, listen, the Coyotes, they're on a slide. You don't have to be on that slide. You you can take control of your life and open a, a checking account. A wow. desert financial the marbles and, and keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hot calling the kettle black. Um, desert financial credit union. Craig Banks there. We know if it's good enough for Craig, it's probably too good for you. Desert financial offers checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit card, investment options, and more. And right now when you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. So who doesn't want a bonus $200? Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And you want to take that $200 and make a little bit more? Well, guess what? It's time to talk about the Arizona Lottery's newest game, Arizona Adventure. There are three ways to play and win. One, buy the Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets. There are three iconic landscapes, Pikachu Peak Monument, Valley, and Camelback Mountain. Or you can check into the geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. And you can visit azadventure.com for details and directions and hit check-in at destination coordinates on the website. Or enter those tickets online to have a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. The Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take advantage Venture for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Roaring Fork said, PD cheer, chirping from the cheap seats, LOL. Hey, but buddy, she was gone at the All-Star thing. I had to do that for a week straight, and it was, all I did was get carved about how bad my ad reads were. I couldn't make it through one, so it's okay. Leah's got thick skin. She's fine. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Well, let's read our super chat from our friend Altex, um, who said, you already know what I'm going to complain about, and I want to speak to whoever's in charge. Don't you dare take away from my precious curfew. Of course, what Altex <laughs> is referring to is the five minutes and 45 second review for offside. I can't remember a review that's taken that long on a goal. I got to go off for a minute here. Okay. Do either of you guys think for a moment that during the course of that eternal review, they came up with conclusive evidence that that was offside? What did they base it on? That he was reaching back for the puck? Who cares? Are, like, like, so I had someone text me like, what are these guys, physics guys? Can they tell from that angle? That That is not the angle to tell whether it was from whether it was offside. You can't tell from that one angle because it's behind. The, the length of that review told me that they were really, really trying to figure out what happened, and they couldn't. I don't think there was any conclusive evidence that that was offside. I really don't. And you saw the two, the two shots right down the blue line, right? You couldn't find the puck because it was lost in the crowd. You couldn't find the puck, so I have no idea how they determined that. Unless you have conclusive evidence, the goal has to stand on the ice. We don't get to talk to officials. We get these lame official reviews from the NHL explaining it. And what it says is, oh, they discovered they, they found the player was found to be offside. Well, thanks. We already knew that. That was what the whole review was about. Can we ask you what you saw? I'm not saying we should have officials under the microscope of the media all the time. I can't even imagine what that would look like in a city like Toronto. They'd have to have their own media room for questioning after every game. 
But on calls like this where there's a lot of confusion, I think we deserve a better explanation for how they were able to overturn the goal. We didn't get it. I didn't see it. I don't buy it. I think that goal should have counted. I'm going to say something that I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this with the, the league, <laughs> but you know, they're all they're watching, watching the show. Gary, I think Gary and Bill are probably watching. I was a video coach in this league when, when the video review came into play that when it was first introduced and we had a room full of video coaches in at the draft and we all sat in there and they all taught us what, what this was going to be. And I quote Gary Bettman, I'll mostly quote him because he swore we're only looking for calls that are dead effing wrong. And he said that, and he, he said it twice, dead effing wrong. We're looking for the ones that are major calls. Offsides is major. And, and, and goalie interference, major calls, dead effing wrong. If it's not dead effing wrong, don't make the call. That's what they told us as video guys. If it's not dead effing wrong, that to me, if it takes you six minutes to make the call, it's not dead effing wrong. If it makes you six minutes to make the call, it's too close to call by the naked eye and they couldn't overturn it. That goal should have stood. That's what I saw when it was taking so long. I said, well, they can't say it's dead effing wrong because we've seen we've seen offside reviews, Craig, that they take three seconds. It's offside. It's yeah. offside. Like and, and if yes, that's offside. Yeah. It's yeah, clear. It's easy. It's offside. Yeah, when you're trying to figure out where the puck is in the stands, when people are, it's it's a black background with a black. I don't know how you. I still don't know how they saw it. I and I granted we were watching it on TV. I don't know if their monitors are better, but I couldn't see it. I, I, I I'm surprised that that is not the clear intent of that rule. Mm -hmm. That it's dead effing wrong because to me that wasn't dead effing wrong. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of time limit too. If like after three minutes you just can't figure it out, just just revert to the call on the ice. Like yeah, or, or or how about we? This is 2024, right? Could, could we? We've got a chip in the puck. We can put chips on the blue line. Soft side. That's it. it it's, yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe that's coming someday too. Who knows? I think it is. But but again, just going back to the call. No way. Yeah, I, I, no way. Don't see it. You shouldn't have overturned that Perfect call. Goal. By the way, that's a hell of a flip by McBain. That's a, and, and it's a great play by Kerfoot. By the way, it was a great, play. great play. Yeah, yeah. I like that Kerfoot. It's it's just, it's just a bummer because. Like that, I mean, the game could have then been tied and the Coyotes could have gone to overtime. And even if they lost in overtime, like they could, you know, get a point or, or even have the opportunity to to win this game. It was just one of those that was a huge turning point. And yes, you can say, OK, Colorado also had a goal, you know, called back for offside literally a minute later. But I don't know. There was also the, the failed um, goaltender interference call earlier in the night. So just man the the refereeing and this one it was just whew. and colorado's offside was blatant it was obvious there was no doubt yeah. about that call everybody yes. could see it yeah and it took five seconds the goalie interference one you uh, we just let's call it like it is great you say it. we still don't know the rule and we've had the rule nope. in place for what 15 we don't know I, I i'll never know i'll never know i'll never know but i don't know I, yeah. All I can do is sit, and this is what happened when Rick Tuckett and I used to go to have a beer after practice and games, and we'd be watching TV, and there'd be a challenge. He would call me out right away. He said, what's the call? What's the call? And he, it would be a test. So I do that every time I see a call. What's the call? On this one, would I have made that call? Probably not. And the reason you make those calls when, when the player pushes the goalie into the net no goal. Unfortunately, on this one, he bats the puck in, and then he pushes Vimelka earlier in the play. We can't see if the puck's loose from there, but if you were to push Vamelka across the goal line, no goal. But because his push caused the puck to come free, nah, 
and he slaps the puck into the net without pushing the goaltender. And I think that made that, that's why that call stood. And that was why it was yeah. that call. Well, Petey, I'm going to give you the, the floor for a minute here because I referenced earlier that there would be a Petey's Puck Talk on at least the Jack Johnson goal against, but I know you have two It'll be one, quick. Right? It'll be super quick, I promise. And here's all I'm doing. I'm not being negative. I'm not being – I'm not burying the Coyotes. I'm not being difficult on the Coyotes. What I want to do is I've been calling out their defensive zone systems a lot lately, and I want to show people what that means and what that looks like. And this may be it. Maybe they're watching, and maybe they'll use it as a teaching tool. So I promise I'll go quick because – if you're listening on audio, it may not be as fun. So go to our YouTube channel so you can check it out later. Danielle, are you ready? Get your finger on the button. Clip number one. This is Colorado's second goal that ties the game. We'll call the puck going low to high in the zone and go to the next line. So the puck goes from behind the goal line out to the defenseman. And look at the, def the defense. We talked being on the defensive side. It means you're bet between the opposing player and the net. Back it up. Back it up to the one, Danielle. I'm sorry. Oh, and there. So see all five Coyote players? Coyote players are all in defensive zone position. All of the Avalanche players are in front of them. This is perfect. Everything is great for now. Next. This is where it gets in trouble. First of all, Barrett Hayton on the top of the screen is literally, with the question mark, he is literally defending no one. There is no one up there. There's no one within 20 feet of Barrett Hayton. Barrett Hayton needs to be between the hash marks in the middle of the ice, protecting the middle of the ice. has to be. And now you see the top of the screen. There's a Colorado defenseman and an Arizona Coyote right next to him. They're right next to each other. Everything is kind of okay. Wish Barrett Hayton was We're still kind of okay. Next one. That defender blows by the Coyotes and he gets to the inside. Now you look at the Coyotes are not in defensive zone position anymore. They're not on the defensive side. They're on the wrong side. Go to the next slide. Now it's Jack Johnson. You have three abs, what we call on the inside. Three abs on the inside. Four Coyotes on the outside, which means that the Coyotes players are closer to the net than the Coyotes players. They're still defending literally no one. I don't know where their sticks are out on the ice. There's no one there. They're all at the net. So Jack Johnson shoots these scores. Next one. He shoots these scores. Got it. Next slide. This one is the one that really bothers me. Again, defensive side. Three Coyotes in the circle, down low in the corner. Everything's fine. Dumbest protecting from the net. This looks good. Everything's good. Next slide. Puck goes again, low to high. And so you know what we should do? We should probably all chase it. Let's all go get the puck. Let's all five of us go get the puck. So puck goes low to high. Next slide. And look, we got three guys up high already. So where's Nick Schmaltz going? Nick Schmaltz, well, I think I'll go, go up there too. Nick Schmaltz is standing next to Nathan McKinnon. The best player on the ice for either team is Nathan McKinnon. He needs to have someone on the defensive side of him, and that's job is number eight, period. End of story. That's it. Nick Schmaltz has to stay there. Next slide. Well, oh, oh, that was the really good one. See this? The, so the pass goes back to the top defenseman. Three Coyotes. Three Coyotes go to that defenseman. They got that guy. He's covered. We, don't worry. He's covered. But Zucker's man, who is the defenseman, Bo Byram, goes down the wing unprotected. We see Schmaltz drifting up to the top. There's McKinnon down low. No one protecting him. Go to the next slide. Same thing that happened on the last play. Three Colorado Avalanche on the inside. Four Arizona Coyotes are on the outside. This is a three-on-one at the net with Bo Byram and Nathan McKinnon. Next slide. Pass through the crease. Easy tapping for the best player on the ice while all the Coyotes watch. My point, it's over. Thank you, Danielle, for doing that. My point is you need to, as well as they were defending the blue line and had three or four Coyotes at the blue line all the time, do the same thing in front of the net, inside the house. Put three or four guys inside the house. Protect 
the middle of the ice by the goaltender. Let him play with the puck up top. Just defend the front of the net better. I, I think this team gets puck watching too much. I think they chase the puck too much. And I think that leaves too many holes in behind. And that was your defensive zone, PD's puck talk. Thank you, PD. That was great. I got a little ranty. I'm sorry. It's, I, I mean, said it wasn't. <laughs> I, I did. It's just it's just frustrating because when we talk defensive zone systems, now I think it gives you a better idea of what we're talking about is, is their ability to stay with their man all the way to the net instead of chasing the puck. And the system they're trying to play is trying to smother the puck and, and be very aggressive on the puck carrier and put two players sometimes doubling up on the puck carrier. And what that does is it means somebody else is open. And if you're not quick enough to that player, you can't get a stop and you end up with holes like that. PD, I learned something that every time you do one of those. So keep on. Keep on. Can I read you, by the way, the official review, just to give you an yes. example of how lame these things are? This is from the NHL. Explanation. Video review determined that Arizona's Alex Kerfoot preceded the puck into the offensive zone and was in an offside position prior to his goal. That's it? Are you serious? Let me give you the rule from the rule book, which explains offside, yeah, no which also understand... And then there's nothing more to it. This is the kind of explanation you get from the league. Thank you. They already told us that. Why are you even bothering to give me this explanation when they said that? Yes. This is what we're talking about. A controversial play like this, we deserve more. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, well, PD, that was a great puck talk. Much appreciated. If you are ever curious about what it's like to watch a game with PD, you may have an opportunity coming up. Um, everybody pencil in, everyone local, pencil in one week from today, plus a few hours before the game, because we are planning more details to come, hopefully tomorrow. But we are At planning. PD's house, we'll yeah. send you his address. <laughs> everybody come on over. You know how much I love company. <laughs> um, we are going to do a, like a literal walking and talking with us and the diehards in Tempe. And then we're going to stop by a Tempe food and drink establishment and watch the game together next Sunday against the Winnipeg and Jets. I'm, promise I'm going to bring this. So I'm bringing my whiteboard and we are going to talk hockey. And the good news is this establishment serves alcohol and my talks get way better after I have a couple of, uh, of kill lifters. So just buckle up. Yep, absolutely. Well, we can only stay for two periods. Just let them know, Lee, because we have to go work then, right? Yes, but this will be a free event um, for the yep. diehards. I know we've been talking about wanting to do an event. So just everybody pencil in Sunday, February 25th, and then we have another event that we'll be announcing for March coming soon. So I know we've been a little bit delayed on the events, but they're coming, I promise. So everybody mark your calendar Sunday, February 25th. We're going to do a walk, a pregame walk, and then we're going to do a watch party uh, in Tempe. So... Yeah, it's really Pencil cool. that one in. Make sure you have your PHNX gear. I'm wearing my Arizona versus everybody t-shirt tonight because um, it's a little getting a little too warm for the crew neck. At this point, Craig's wearing a shirt. Petey's wearing the hoodie, I think. Um, yep, I am. So phnxlocker.com. Make sure you're stocking up. And by the way, Logan Cooley's been on a heater. So get that Logan Cooley shirt. Well, there's still sizes at phnxlocker.com and become a diehard, of course, so you can read Craig's articles that are for diehards only, including the prospect report that came out last week and get access to our Discord where we chat all game long. We vent our frustrations about five minute and 45 second 
offside reviews. And then yesterday, PD did a first intermission report, which also had puck talks in it. So just so many perks to becoming a diehard. We invite you to become a diehard today. I promise you it's worth it. And then head over to the official sports book of the PHNX Coyotes show. The BetMGM Sportsbook. You can bet $5 and get $150 instantly. College basketball is in full swing. March Madness is around the corner. And if you are not watching the Iowa Hawkeye women's basketball team and Caitlin Clark from oh. the logo, oh. buddy, just ride that because that, that team is like covers. They cover and take the over. Just saying. Easy money. Um, hockey's playoffs are fast approaching. Sports are more fun. We have some skin in the game. Just like I did today, I had the New York Rangers money line in the outdoor game. Wow. Wow. Buzzing. <laughs> because that looked really, really bad for a minute. And then I got really, really good. Sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Promo code 100 Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call 878 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800 Next Step Arizona. 1-800 Bets Off Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. All right. Well, it's the, as I like to call coming up, the O Canada week and a half. Because for the next 12 days, the Coyotes exclusively play Canadian teams home and away. So let's take a look at the upcoming schedule. Tomorrow we have a 2 o'clock matinee with Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers in town. And then hometown kid Austin Matthews comes home Wednesday at 8 p.m. Um, as the Coyotes face the Leafs. Then a few days off, it's on to Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa. So it is O Canada right now for the Coyotes. Yeah. It's too bad Calgary's not on the schedule because you'd have all seven Canadian teams represented in the schedule in the next two weeks that they didn't have the home and home with the Leafs. But, you know, what the Leafs does offer them with those two games is, you know, two automatic wins for the Coyotes. I was just going to say, yeah, it's finally get a win. Those Maple Leafs are coming to town, finally. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what the uh, the Canadians watching the Coyotes will have to say online over the next 12 days. So oh, yeah. buckle up, everybody. Um, but we'll get a few radio requests. Can't wait. Can't wait oh, to see what they want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Even on the DNVR Avalanche pregame show, it's like, let's talk about the arena. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. Um, but here in Arizona, we like to talk about other stuff, such as, you know, throughout this nine-game losing streak, um, there's been a lot of discussion about the coaching and Andre Tierney and, you know, is he the right guy for this job? And Craig actually wrote about this today. Go phnext.com if you haven't read it. I highly recommend reading it, but Craig, what did you conclude upon talking to Bear and Bill Armstrong? <laughs> that Andre Turney ain't going anywhere. And listen, as I said in the lead of this column, I kind of knew the answer before I asked the question, but sometimes you want to give voice to the fan base. There are some people complaining about it. People want answers. People want to know what's going on, what changed dramatically with this team. And I've even had some like some analysts reach out and say, hey, is, is Bear safe? And Listen, we all know where this team is in its rebuild. We all can look at this roster. We all can look at it rationally, but that's not fans' job. Fans' job is to be passionate about their team. So I, I came to the point where I was like, okay, I got to ask the question, even if 
I get chastised for asking the question and I asked Bill Armstrong the question, is Andre Turney safe? And his response was, of course he is. That's a silly question. <laughs> that was the first quote in the story from Bill Armstrong. So listen, we, we, we can talk about it a little here. Petey, I know you have thoughts on this as well. I think this team, and Lee, you mentioned the last time we talked about this, they set very high expectations for the fan base because they played so well early in the season. They they overachieved, in my opinion, with what they have on this roster. They were in the playoff spot on January 1st. Seven weeks later, they were 10 points off that pace. I kind of – maybe this is too much of a correction. A nine-game losing streak is pretty abnormal, but – I, I think the Coyotes are a team, and we, we thought all along that was going to flirt with the 500 mark, and that was about as good as it was going to get. So water has sort of found its level here with the Coyotes, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. And, and one, I, I I agree. Andre, the one thing Andre does, and we keep saying that he's been, been able to do up to this point, is build the, build the camaraderie and build that chemistry between players, and the communication line is open, and he builds those relationships. We've all agreed with that part of it. And and I I, I like one of the things he talked about today. I wanted to address it in the, in the article that Craig had, because I've been pretty critical about the leadership, and I said, well, they need one of the leaders to come up and put this team on their back, and they need you know Clayton Keller or somebody to step up. And, and, and Bear's response to that today was, no, there's not one guy that's going to get us out of this. It's going to be a team. It's going to be really, this is a group. We're going to do this all together. And you know what? I, I took a step back, and I go, he's right. And I've been criticizing and very critical of the leadership. And maybe they've got to find a way to do this as a, as a team and as a group. And I think they did took a step forward with that tonight. I thought they were much better as a group and as a team with their effort today. So, so I, I really like to hear what Barry has to say about the things that we talk about on the show. So it's great that Craig gets the opportunity to ask him to his face so we know what's going on. So thanks, Craig, for doing that for all of us. Leah, you got anything to add? I, I want to touch on one more thing, but I don't know if you had to, something that you wanted to talk about. No, just go read the article because I think it really does a yeah. good job of painting the, the full picture. The other thing that I like about Andre is that, as he said in, in the story, and, it, and listen, you can say the words, but when you get to know the guy, you understand that he's he's speaking truth. He's a, he's a candid guy anyway. He's his own worst critic. So he's going to examine everything that they're doing. Like you guys remember last year, he had like 200 some items that he was going to go over in the off season. He had sheets and sheets of things. We need to tweak this. We need to look at this. We need to be better at this. He's going to do the same thing this season. And he's evaluating himself every day. He's going to be hard on himself. He's not happy with what's happening here, but he, he understands the process. And he's look, he's, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, this, this roster is deficient. He likes his players. He's going to back his players. He's a player's coach, but we have to be able to take that step back and say, yeah, there are plenty of holes with this roster. So they've done some good things. Yes, there are, there are areas where we can certainly open him up for criticism. I think all coaches have blind spots. I saw that with Dave Tibbet. saw it with Rick Tockett. You see it with everybody that comes through here, but he's open to self-evaluation. He's open to analysis from others. I, I, I don't, at this point, I just, I don't see any, any way or any reason why you should say goodbye to Andre Turney. Yeah, absolutely agree. And you mentioned personnel, Craig. Um, you know, this team is still not where it's going to be one day. Roaring Fork said, I was at the Tucson game last night. Better days are not that far away. Believe me, uh, and it's so true, there's so many prospects ahead. Um, and then you look at teams like Colorado, who already have their guys. They have Kale McCarr. They have Nathan McKinnon. Craig, I know you wanted to talk about Nathan McKinnon tonight, too. 
I mean, I, I, I'm a voter. I'm a member of the PHWA and we vote the postseason awards. And I've watched the so-called candidates for, for the Hart Trophy. This is my guy right now. This, if, if I cast my ballot today, I would be voting for Nathan McKinnon. Uh, listen, Nikita Kucherov is having a terrific chat. I'm not sure, sure if he's in the chat today. He's having a terrific season. Um, and I, I, he, he's probably a finalist at this point. Connor McDavid is doing Connor McDavid things. But Nathan McKinnon impacts the game in so many ways. That physical side of his game is such a, a weapon that you don't see with many of the elite players. He can really will his way, bull his way into the areas he wants to go. He had two hits tonight. He had nine shots on goal tonight in this game. Nine. That's the most by any player this season in the NHL. He is just a force of nature, and he is having an epic season. I'm with you, Petey. I think this team has significant flaws on the back end, and I'm not sure they're going to get there unless they – pull a rabbit out of hat at the trade deadline, but Nathan McKinnon is doing everything in his power to carry them to a second cup. He's one of the guys you want to go pay to watch. And yeah. when you see him wind it up through the blue, blue, uh, blue lines and see him go through the neutral zones, it's unbelievable live. The speed he reaches at his size. And you talked about his physicality. He does that physical play with that speed. He's, dangerous like we, we talk about mcdavid mcdavid's speed's elite and his talent in his hands all those things are very very true but he doesn't play with the physical force and and separate bodies from the puck like nathan mckinnon he just doesn't it's a different style of game and kudrov is a different animal altogether i'm curious to see what you see when when arizona native austin matthews comes to town because he's putting up some pretty silly numbers too but he's again he's not nathan mckinnon man he just isn't and he, he wows you when he touches the ice. He can he, he can take over a game when they're behind by a couple goals, and you go, God, just, just put 29 on the ice. They still have a chance. And, and he has the ability to do that. So fun to watch. I tell you what, though, we'll see how far this Colorado team goes. But, but yeah, I agree with you, Greg. Absolutely amazing player to watch. Yep, he sure is. And he will be definitely a part of Team Canada in these upcoming international events um, and potentially always a NHL All-Star. One last non-game related thing that we need to mention just because it came out today. So despite there being the Olympics in 2026, the NHL is still holding an All-Star game in 2026 and the location announced Long Island. I know HK about the All-Star game, but your thoughts? They got a new arena. They got an All-Star game. Hmm. That's it. That's it right there. Now, for all those that are planning to attend, I say good luck getting there. It's so hard to get to UPS Arena. I mean, I, I was on the west side of Manhattan. It took me two-plus hours to get there. It's like a 20-mile drive. It was insanity. I don't know how many hotels there are in the immediate area, but you better stay in the immediate area, not in Manhattan. Or... You better rent a helicopter to get to the game because that is a nightmare getting to UBS. Yeah, and let's do it in the middle of February. Because <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to go to February for an all like an all star game in the middle of New York City? Like Toronto, okay, I get it. But people want to go to Florida. They want to go to Dallas, Tampa, Arizona, LA. That's where they want to go for an all star game. I get Toronto. I get it. I'll even give you Montreal. But other than that, they want to go somewhere warm. How Long Island? You don't want to go to Long Island? Long Wait, Island. Not open that time of year? No, it's not. It's not. Greg, you're going to that one, by the way. Leo, what the last one? You're Long Island. Island. What's that? What are you going to do on Long Island? I, buddy, I'm not going. You're going. Leo went last year. You're going this year. 
26. Uh, Nicholas said, leave now to get to the all-star game at UBS. Like <laughs> 20, now. That is funny. Nicholas is um, funny. Well, hopefully, I mean, it is one of the things we've talked about in the past of like, if the Coyotes do figure out the arena situation, how elite an all-star game in Arizona in late January, early February would be. Are you kidding me? The weather this week here, like this is, this is what people move to Arizona for what we are experiencing right now. Could you imagine an all-star game here? It would be perfection. So we can dream that is like so low on the list of priorities, but you know, it was there once. They had it. It was scheduled. Almost. Almost. Um, all right. Danielle said, I'll go. <laughs> okay, Danielle, we'll send you out with your camera. That would be great. Um, Roaring Fork, $5 super chat. Why didn't Craig just stay at his place in the Hamptons? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I, didn't want, I didn't want to flex. Good <laughs> <laughs> <No> point. <laughs> Craig's place in the Hamptons. Oh, my God. People are paying attention. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, let's wrap up things with the punch card. And Mm. won't you know, the Mm. whole line is extra. Also, the the symmetry of the overtime loss being smack in the middle of the line is so satisfying. We haven't seen a punch card line like this since 2021 in October. Um, Just absolutely crazy. So scary, but... Yeah, I guess we technically got a couple Connect Fours here, just not the type that we like to see. So, can we do something as a group? Maybe can we decide what what number? And we'll have to. We'll have. When is the next green spot on that punch card? Toronto. Toronto. (laughs) See, we're all in agreement. Okay, I think they're in trouble against Edmonton. Yeah, I really do. Hey. Why? Why? Because the game starts in how many hours? No. And Matt Vialta makes it. Matt Vialta is making his first it, NHL start. Okay. Vialta, I, he might. I told him. I told you. I told him this. I said he's going to be first star on Monday. He's going to get the over on saves on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, and the Coyotes are going to win the money line. I told him oh. to his face, and he was. He, he, he liked it. He I was love a pretty that cool story. kid. Yeah, he was a really neat guy. He's like, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, and he walks away. That's about it. Mossy, yeah. Mossy, yeah. He, I didn't get Mossy, but I. I, I I think I, I startled him because I said, I, I, I know Craig and I work with Craig and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, also, Charles just said, will the Coyotes reach the Denver airport before puck drop? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's another factor here, yeah. right? They have a two o'clock game tomorrow. They're in Denver. Yeah, they got to drive to Kansas to fly out of Denver. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Good job, oh, any makers. Good job. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, before we wrap up, um, I am starting to, I might do some painting in my house. That's on the horizon. So my mom and I are in very much home renovation mode and my mom is actually getting brand new flooring in her house. Um, And of course I said, you have to use Empire today, which is what she's going to do. So Empire today, check them out. You can shop at home your own convenience you can see what the floor would look like in your home digitally you can find the right product for your needs the installation is quick and professional and we saw it firsthand when they came and installed the floor in our office like the second the workers finished we got a call how did everything go do you need anything and they have a price match guarantee so what more can you ask for when you're doing something big i mean getting new flooring it changes your whole house it's a big purchase you want to have the best quality and the best service so schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a 350 dollars off discount when they use the promo code phnx restrictions apply see empire today.com phnx for details
And at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, no one does it better with an unprecedented level of entertainment excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert. Their gaming floor has it all with 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, and Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. Make sure you check out all the various dining options from Prime A Shula Steakhouse to the Honey and Vine and the all at the all-new Santan Mountain. And don't forget about their entertainment, because just coming up in the next two weeks at Wild Horse Pass, turn the page, a Bob Seger experience. So if you want to hear all those classic Bob Seger tunes, buddy, they're there at Wild Horse Pass. A tribute band is playing all the Bob Seger hits. And the one I'm waiting for, March 8th, circle your calendar right now, Piano Man Generations, a Billy Joel and Elton John experience with father and son piano duos, Terry and Nick Davies, are playing all of the songs that you know from Billy Joel and Elton John at the Wild Horse Pass on March 8th. Fantastic entertainment ahead. Make sure you go to their website to check out who else is coming to their theater. And we talked about the theater, all seats are within 75 feet of the stage. Head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what the next level is all about. You do you at Gila Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Ooh, I'm going to go listen to Bob Seger now. Are you, you the Bob, Bob Seger? Seger? Are you a Bob I Seger? Think, no. No? No. Yeah. I, I was in that era. It's just, I, I, there. I think, and here's the, I like good, good songs, but they literally all sound the same to me. Like five Bob Seger songs. Didn't I just hear that song? No, it's a different one. Just a different title. It's the same song. They just play it different. Garth Brooks experience is coming up next week too. So don't miss it. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No better. We'll be back at this. Yeah, they're better. We'll be back at this very shortly. I'll be looking at you guys again in, Wow. Yeah, less than twenty four hours. You know what? And I joked about this. They might be better tomorrow. And and and, and this team has played well. Not this particular team, but the Coyotes have played well against Edmonton before. And well, a long time. Maybe, 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 I don't know it was a long time. Six straight back then. Bill Walton before we go, since you yeah. know going to town. Yeah, of course. Jesus. <laughs> I like watching them up close. I like watching Connor McDavid play live, play live. So that'll be worth yeah. too so long. There you go. Um, everyone in the chat's demanding a tankathon, so I'll run one really quick on my phone. All right. That's um, so here we go. One, two, three. Coyotes jump up to two. That's pretty good. That's pretty sweet. Right there. I guess so we'll that, right? We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Washington in third. That's fun. So there you go. Up to second. I like that. I like those vibes. Oh, we're going to do another one, I guess, because uh, I liked mine better. Yeah, yep, yours is better. I dropped one to seven. See, Never you should have just let me just do it. I know, you know, but I had to do it. I had to. I know. I, just, I wanted to show I could. Okay. Um, all right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for being here in the chat. Hit the thumbs up button on this video, whether you're watching live or later. If you're listening on audio, hit the little five star button and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss our weekly audio only shows. And make sure you subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live and all of our extra content on there as well. There's a lot of fun stuff coming in the upcoming weeks here. So stick around for that. You can follow us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Abraka Danielle. And you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, everybody. And we will see you all tomorrow.